What is up, sis? What is up? How are you feeling? I have a beautiful, incredible, inspirational, stunning woman with me today. My sister, Alex Oswald. And I cannot wait to share her story. So welcome to our safe space here at Girl We Got This. Welcome. How are you feeling? Thank you. Amazing. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so excited to share your story with everyone because I think, actually I know, but I met her through a girlfriend of mine and her light and her energy was so, it was like this whimsical feeling, but she was so smart and so sharp, but she's this, I can't describe you actually, because you have it all. You do have it all. You do, and I'm telling you this honestly. So when I see her, a lot of us don't see ourselves, but I see you so deep, like a big sister, little sister thing. I feel the same, you, I feel the same. And I'm just so grateful that you're here today to share your story with everyone. So thank you. I'm so excited. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So she is the founder of this incredible startup. It's called Mind Easy. We'll get to that at the end of the pod, but let's start with where you're from. I know you're from the Middle East. Share with the people where you're from and how did you get to Canada? Yes, for sure. So I grew up in a village very close to Beirut and Lebanon. It's a bit in the suburbs and very, just like here, a lot of nature, just up the hill. Yeah. And I grew up in, in the village, very conservative village. But my mom had a vintage store in the city oh. in like downtown Beirut. So we would always drive back and forth to Beirut. So Beirut is like the big city. Yeah, it's like the capital city, okay. a lot of is happening, a lot of movement. Yes. And then we'd go back home and then super quiet. Wow. Did you have brothers and sisters? No, I was the you one and only. child. <laughs> really? I wouldn't think you were an only child from knowing you. Fortunately enough, I had so many cousins, over 30 different cousins. Wow. So the house was always had wow. action. Wow, people in it. Yeah. Okay, so now you're in Lebanon, you're growing up. Did you have this dream of coming to America or to Canada? Like, where did this start? Actually, I never thought about leaving Lebanon until I started going to high school, mm -hmm. taking all of those different exams, seeing the potential of education abroad from Lebanon and mm -hmm. seeing everything the other universities would offer. I never really thought about leaving. I love my country. I love where I grew up. I yes. love my community, my friends, my family. Yeah. I, while growing up, I never really thought I'd have to leave all of that mm -hmm. and, and start a new journey. Yeah, so what was that pivotal moment of your life when you were like, Mom, I want a, a higher education and I need to go to Canada. When did that happen? When I was in high school, actually. Mm -hmm. So I was obsessed with mathematics. It was Ooh. my favorite I subject. suck at math. <laughs> I suck. I loved like calculus AB, trigonometry. It just all made so much sense wow. to me. And I really wanted to pursue this like more deeply mm -hmm. and I was looking at the different routes I could take and the best option for me was the University of Toronto in Canada. So yeah. I applied, did my SATs and got accepted and this is when I told my mom like, okay, it's time for me to yeah. leave. Unfortunately also in Lebanon there wasn't, it wasn't very politically stable, there was a lot happening and there was just not enough, you know, route for me to, to finish what I wanted to do. Right, there. So in that moment, was your mother nervous? Was she, oh, was yeah, she scared was, her only no. baby was leaving? Of course. Why are you going to leave? Yeah. Why are you going to go to North America? Right. This is crazy. No, no. Wow. <laughs> but something in you, what was that in you that was like, I have to go? I wanted to do more. I definitely, I didn't want to, you know, 
be stuck in Lebanon, the same university I went to with the same people that I knew yeah. and not having more avenues to grow and yes. to achieve more and to learn more and to execute on some yeah. of my dreams. So I wanted to find this gateway to, to be able to do all of that. So was this inside of you or did somebody like mentor you? Was there a guide or was there something inspiring you or was it just innately in you and as a woman in your intuition you just trusted it? Definitely I felt something from within that kind of pushed me to leave. Yes. But I'll also point out that it was also a pattern I was seeing. A lot of these were leaving Lebanon, a lot of people were leaving mm. Lebanon and it, it probably igni ignited my drive to leave yes. too. Yeah. Wow. Why was everybody leaving Lebanon at that time? Political uh, instability, economy mm. was going down, no jobs, education wasn't the best there. So during that time, was it before or after war? In Lebanon. So we're actually technically still at war. We haven't really? signed uh, a peace treaty, but the most severe war that I still remember was 2006. There was a lot happening during that time, but I don't really remember all of the bad times. Like right. I remember we'd still go to the beach, we'd still go out and party and live our life. Yeah. And I think this is something that really built some type of resiliency in me. Like mm. Even though there could be a bomb blowing up a couple of yeah. meters away, you're still enjoying your life. You're understanding that this could possibly be uh, wow. a very short moment for you. So you always want to make the best out of it. You're always super expressive with the way you talk to people, the way you show your love, the way you express those different things. And I think it definitely built some type of yeah. resiliency within to always fight no matter what the circumstances are. This is so powerful what you just said. I got chills in my shoulder because you just said, I'm still going to go to the beach and live my life even though there's a bomb going off a couple miles away. Who says that? That's, that's, it's more than resilient. This is like a mindset that I'm sure has impacted you as a woman as a human in this lifetime, as how you move, because you do, you love hard. I feel you're so pure mm -hmm. and your love is so real and genuine. And now I'm listening to this part of your journey. You're at the beach and there's bombs. And yeah, this is, it makes you who you are. Wow. Like, it's mind blowing to <sighs> me because a lot of people cannot relate to this. I have best friends that, were, that lived in communism and another friend that lived in the genocide in Bosnia and they shared stories of being in war. So hearing that from you, it instills different qualities in you. And I think it's so beautiful, but at the time, it's probably terrifying. But now looking back, like you're a survivor and you're thriving, but these beautiful qualities that have happened that are instilled in you as human because of this war. How did you do that? How did you change your mentality? Because you could have played victim. A lot of people could be victim to war and stay in this victim mentality, but you don't have that. You're a survivor. How did you get that mentality and keep it? I think it's something that I haven't actually learned. It was something really ingrained in me, especially mm. in Lebanon. It's been a country that's been at war, even while my grandma was being born. Yeah. So it's just been a way kind of, of life? a lifestyle. Exactly, a wow. lifestyle. So what can you do you can hide all the time but then are you living or mm. enjoying life are you telling the people you love do they know that yeah all the different things you want to tell them and i always say this every time you go to lebanon or you meet different lebanese people you'll find like they're over the top they're always super expressive they're always all of these things because they 
they that's the way they've been yeah living life they've been taught to live life yes you value life you value mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't do this a lot of us haven't had these experiences in our lifetime where every day just is like monotonous and they're not understanding that tomorrow can be your last day on earth i always tell everybody that i see we always will have one thing in common and it's that we won't be here maybe tomorrow maybe I'm not scared of death. Death is a part of us, yeah? But I think it's so beautiful listening to this story, Alex, because it's so powerful how war can really design this resiliency inside of you that it's instilled in you. So every day you value the people around you, the day, the sun, the nature. It's beautiful. 100%. That's really... Um, <laughs> fucking proud of you. I really am because that's not everybody can do that and I'm sure it's hard but you do it so gracefully so I want you to know that. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. So now let's get back to this decision of going to Canada to university. So you're like mom I'm rolling. Uh-huh. Were your friends what are you doing? All my friends left too. Really? All my Beautiful. friends left too. My best friend actually ended up in LA too. She's really? killing it. Yes. Law school. Uh, I met her. I remember. Noor. Yes. So Shout out to Noor. But so we ended up all understanding that probably staying in Lebanon wasn't the best decision mm -hmm. for us. Leaving and packing our bags and saying goodbye to all the people we love. And wow. ended up in this new country where we technically knew nobody. And I think it also pushed us harder to really get after what we're looking for. Yes. So now you're in Canada, Toronto, you land. What does it feel like coming from Lebanon to this new country, this new world, this new life? Oh my God, like the high rise building. Yes. I'm walking. I feel like I'm in a movie. Yes. <laughs> it feels like New York. It's like mind blowing. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to start university. Mm -hmm. I started finding new jobs. I'm like settling in. And then a couple of weeks and I'd say a couple of months actually after it, it starts hitting me. Like I started missing home. I mm -hmm. feel like this cultural shock. I feel like this weird dynamic. So for example, in Lebanon, if my tire breaks or anything, I can see the whole neighborhood yes. coming and jumping and trying to help me. Yes. Whereas in Canada, I felt a bit more isolated, more mm -hmm. in a bubble. Um, but slowly I started building my own community, building yes. my own friends, feeling more rounded, more, more yes. supported as so well. So how did you do that? Because I know there's a lot of women and men that come from different countries and they feel that loneliness that missing of home, of your family, of your culture, of that safety. How did you do that? Did you reach out to people? Did you just go out? Like, how did you find that courage to yeah. get out there? 100, and I think it was a bit harder also for me because I'm more of an introvert person. So it's hard for me to go and reach out and talk to more people. But actually Mona helped a lot with yes. helping me build my social circle and make sure that I had more friends and more people I could count yes. on in Canada. It helped a lot. It actually all happened also because of Noor. So she called me one day randomly. She says, hey, my cousin is in Toronto. You never go out, you should go out. I'm like, okay. So I ended up going to, it's after premiere that her cousin was acting yeah. in. And when I was throwing that party, and she was like, you're Lebanese, I'm Egyptian. Come meet all my Arab friends. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh. And that was a wrap. Yes. Wow, that's beautiful. 100%. So Mona's was our mutual friend. This is how I met Alex. And she is special. She 100%. is the most social, the most 
loving, the most friendliest, the most, I just, Mona's everything. Mm. She's everything she, she is, is of everyone and she's just so stunning. So for you to take that chance to listen to your friend, to say, hey, get out, like you stay home, you need to meet people. Shout out to Noor again mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. You see, it's beautiful how we push each other, but we have to be open to listen, to be open to things, because otherwise we could just stay alone and we could stay home in our introverted selves. What are you studying? I studied finance and economics mm -hmm. with a minor in mathematics. Wow. So you're a numbers girl. I love numbers. I hate numbers. <laughs> numbers scare the shit out of me. <laughs> they do, but la starting last year, I started to feel more confident. Okay. What would you say to somebody, especially women? I think women, we have this fear of numbers because naturally it's not us that takes care of it. It's our societal standards, bullshit, but it's true. I wasn't raised as a woman to do numbers, make all this money, to know like the economics, to know what's going on in the world. I wasn't raised like that. And a lot of us aren't We're raised to be nurturers. We were raised to maybe find a job, but nothing like a finance major. It just wasn't in my culture. And I don't think it's in a lot of our cultures. What would you, what advice would you have for women to do in the space of finance? Because it's so important. Mm -hmm. We need to know our numbers. Ladies, men, like it's one of the most foundational, responsible things that we can do for ourselves. 100%. Is to be financially sound. So what advice would you give? I think understanding the importance, like you said, yeah. of numbers and how much it impacts like our day to day, even our long term life and incorporating good financial decisions from a very young age yes. is so important yes. and really understanding that money in some way has the ability to really impact your life. And if you take ownership and power bef behind all of those different decisions that really you might feel might not impact in some way yeah. you know, the trajectory of your life, but yes. they build up and it does really matter. Yes. I love exponential and compounded interest. I yes. think it's a life-changing game. Yes. So I think as soon as women understand also the power of compounded interest, mm. It really empowers them to save more yes. and to build on their capital. Yes. Why do you think we fear, as women, numbers and money? I think there is a big resistance there, and yes. I think it it might come from being scared of being in charge of mm -hmm. your financial independence. Yes. And I still haven't been able to pinpoint that to what's building on that resistance. Yeah. But it's it you do truly really feel more free once you're in charge of it and once you realize that okay i do have the safety net i can do whatever mm -hmm. i want i can go after all of the dreams mm -hmm. that i want because i do have the safety net and i don't need to worry about asking so for that yeah. and relying on other people being able to build your self-reliancy and depend on yourself yes. on your ability to take care of yourself <sighs> that's a whole gem right yeah. there the ability to take care of yourself, it's so true. Having this financial freedom and just financial understanding. For me, that was always an issue because I was dependent on a man or my, my, I would call my dad or I'd be like, hey, and I never stood in myself as a woman and say, I'm gonna take responsibility for my life because it is. It's, I'm now taking financial responsibility for my life and I wish I could have done it 10, 15 years ago, but it just, it wasn't in my culture. And then I was dependent. And then I was like, a lot of us get into these situations too, as women. I did, where we become 
financially dependent on whether it's a man or somebody taking care of us or a guardian and it's stuck. You can get stuck. And then you stay in these places solely because of this and you're scared. You build this fear that if I leave, I have nothing and I don't know how to handle it. So I encourage anyone that's listening right now to take financial responsibility. 100%, 100%. Yes, and take the tools and learn and study. Now, Alex is an anomaly, okay? She, like, she loves numbers. Mathematics is her thing. It was never mine and it might not be yours. But there are ways and there's so many tools out there now for you to take financial responsibility for yourself. 100%, I do have a very unfair advantage. I just love numbers. <laughs> it's not unfair, you're gifted. <laughs> God gave you this gift and you and I'm proud of you for that. It's, it's your gift. It's not unfair. It's your <laughs> gift. You're you are gifted in so many ways and that's a special gift that you have in this world and you're going to be able to empower so many women with it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. You really will. And yeah, I just really want to echo that once you really do find the courage to be your own safety net. Yes. It's just a whole other level of confidence and even mm. glow that you because you really don't even have this anxiety that you're carrying about having to... And don't get me wrong, it does come with like negatives and positives. Yes. This reliance of not having to be scared to ask and rely on other people. But for me specifically, some of the disadvantages I see is that it also built resistance for me to ask for help. I did find my place in a lot of time in those type of positions. And I still do, especially doing mind easy, sometimes asking for specific courses yes. or partnerships yes. and yeah. me being so comfortable now being self-reliant and stepping out of the self-reliance yes. to ask for help also I found that this is something I was encountering yeah and that's natural it's hard to ask for help it's not always easy some people can ask for help like this I can relate to you there asking for help is not always especially when you're independent and you are stapling yourself I don't know why as women we find it and men, I'm sure, there's like a fear of asking for help, like we look smaller or we look weak. No. Actually, asking for help is having courage and being brave. There's so many people that want to learn. Do you think all of these incredible, dope, successful, spiritually-sounded women didn't ask for help? There's mm. teens that create these entities of people that want to be where they want to be. They didn't get there alone. And I think a lot of people miss this idea. Asking for help is how we learn. It's how we grow. It's how we evolve. 100%. And staying open. But I also think it's receiving. 100%. Learning how to receive. 100%. And just being okay. Because I think once we start this self empowerment and it feels so fucking good and now you've got it going on and you've got your money in order and you're feeling this confidence like building inside of you now it's time to receive but you're used to giving right because people are usually coming to you but you have to sit back and receive are you able to do that i'm learning yes good <laughs> good you it's, know it is it's a practice yeah 100 percent. yes and I always say this to everyone I know, receive even just a compliment. We do this often where I'll say, well, you're beautiful. Thank you. You are too. <laughs> and this man actually taught me this. He said, you don't have to compliment me. I just want you to know this and to receive it and to hold it. 
And I was like, wow, because I would just automatically reflect. And it was some insecurity inside of me that I was dealing with at the time. And I was like, well, I don't, I can accept who I am and what people see inside of me. You know what I mean? So being able to receive somebody gifting you, to mm-hmm. receive somebody loving you, to receive somebody doing little things for you day, to receive help with Mind Easy. You're so right. Because you deserve it. You <laughs> do. You deserve it. And everybody listening, you deserve it. Like you deserve to receive And it's unfortunate that we have this hard time doing that, but it's a practice. And once you start, and once you start knowing, I do deserve this. I'm a good-ass human being. And you deserve everything that this beautiful life has to offer. So I want to encourage you to keep learning that. It's a practice. I'm still learning it, too. (laughs) A lot of people that I know are, and it's so beautiful to see the shift once you do. Yeah, 100% because then it becomes like an all-rounded you have the confidence from being self-reliant but you also feel confident that you can receive all of those yes. different things yes and you're yeah yes why not me exactly. I always say why not you yeah I love that yeah you deserve everything I love that okay so now we're in college we're killing it we're in Toronto mm. we're with Mona you're traveling the world and now you start a f- startup now the startup is fucking incredible it's called Mind Easy. Can you tell our audience about this incredible startup that you started with your two friends? Yes, for sure. So I started Mind Easy actually in August of 2020. So I'll give you a bit more context and background Please. on how we all got started there. I was in, in Canada and it was like peak pandemic. And COVID times, right? Yes. Yeah. And in August of 2020, there was another huge explosion in Lebanon. Mm, yes, I remember. Like the, one of the biggest actually explosions that happened in the world and it happened on august 4th 2020 mm-hmm. i was actually on facetime with one of my friends she lives like way up in the mountain and suddenly i see the window break i thought oh maybe one of her brother like threw a rock or something and then i see her father like st- storming into the house and saying oh something happened something happened and then she calls me, she says, oh, you should call your mom and check up on her. Something happened in the port. And my mom has like a vintage store mm-hmm. She right next to the port because she's like all this shipping and trading stuff. And I'm like, okay. And that morning my mom had called me. She's like, oh, I can't wait to go to the store. I'm putting mm-hmm. on new sales. It's going to yeah. be a good day. And I opened my phone and then I start seeing like all of those videos on social media about this huge... Yeah explosion and I see it going right through my mom's store and I'm calling my mom her phone is off I'm calling everybody's phone it's just not working I'm scared to call my grandma I'm just so helpless out of my mind I don't know what to do I at least when I'm in Lebanon I know I'm there I can do something but I just definitely was left completely devastated especially for the first few hours not knowing Mm -hmm. not knowing what to do, not knowing in general what was happening, just thinking about all the other people I had to call to make sure that they were okay, still not getting any of those answers. And it definitely took a toll on me. Unfortunately, a couple of hours later, I was able to talk to my mom. She was crying. She was like, dead bodies all over. It's very 
a tough situation. Mm. It definitely took a toll on me for a couple of weeks, months. I'm still not completely yeah. over it. And especially from the part of the world I come from, there is a lot of stigma that comes into mental health. You're scared to be labeled with anxious or depressed. As long as you have food on the table and a roof over your head, mm. you're supposed to be happy. Mm. No, a lot of people say that we're probably some of the happiest depressed people wow. you'll see. And I think I was definitely depressed and unaware of it. I didn't want to be aware of it. And I think once I got to the point where I was like, okay, I really need to reach out for help. I need to talk to someone mm. about what I was experiencing. I was facing a lot of issues. One, it was peak pandemic. There was a huge shortage of therapists, impossible to find somebody with availabilities to take me in within that same month. Mm -hmm. Second, if I found somebody with availability, it was extremely hard to find somebody with education on my cultural background, my yes. family dynamics, yes. the traumatic experiences I went through, all of those different things. So extremely hard to find something that will yeah. help me. Thankfully, one of my co-founders, Dalia, who's pursuing her PhD in multicultural therapy, told me, okay, look, Alex, you need to talk to somebody that's gonna understand you and that's gonna refer you to specific resources that can, that's going to be aligned with what you're experiencing. You don't want somebody that's gonna be like, oh, just cut off your mom. Yes, <laughs> Because yes. it's different. We yes. have different family values. We have different value systems. and. You need to talk to someone that's gonna understand all of those different beliefs. That's so powerful. So I was working also at the Venture Capital Fund dedicated to digital health. My third co-founder, vast experience in computer engineering, software development, cognitive science, which is like the perfect merge for what yeah. we're building. So we decided to build the solution for the problem that the three of us were facing. We're actually three first-generation immigrant women. Wow. I talked a bit about my mental health struggle, but they also definitely had their own. Dalia comes from Yemen, also a war-torn country. Akanksha is originally Indian, but grew up as well in the Middle East. Wow. Wow. Okay, so you, know, you guys build this dream team out of this depression that you were in. So you reach out to Dahlia. Thank God, I'm so proud that you reached out to her and asked for help, first of all, because a lot of us don't ask for help. And as a woman like you, I see myself in, we don't ask for help That's true. when we're that low and depressed. Oftentimes we isolate ourselves. So I encourage whoever is listening to please ask for help. Please ask someone because we are here for you, literally. So I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank you. So, there's one thing that you said that was that resonated with me that she told you to do is to find somebody that can relate to you and to your family. It's so powerful. A lot of us find a therapist just to find a therapist, but they don't understand your culture, especially from being immigrants to this Canada and America. A lot of people just don't understand. So now Mind Easy is here to help resolve this Thanks. issue. 100%. This is so cool. Thank you. It is so cool and it's, I'm thinking about a lot of things right now, but it's one of these beautiful things that come from such a low point of our lives. <laughs> and you're able to create from the lowest parts. And as artists, I'm an artist's brain. So some of the most incredible artists of our time create in their lowest times in the lowest depressions, in the saddest times, but then you have this beautiful art. And then you can feel and you can relate from this art. You guys 
created this company from your lowest times and as an artist created a team to create a company called Mind Easy to impact the world. So now you're here in LA. Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah, as you mentioned, like a lot of mental health in North America is very Eurocentric, right? It doesn't take into account different vertical identities. So when we also talk about identities, we talk about culture, ethnicity, religion, community. If you're a frontline worker, that's an identity. If you're an athlete, that's an identity. Your line of work makes, you know, and builds on your identity yes. and makes you a person that has different needs that need to be met. Yes. And also, like you said, somebody can be talking to an amazing therapist that gets them, that's good for them. But another one can be talking to somebody that just does not get them and is re-triggering their trauma. So this is something that we definitely wanted to solve. But we also understood that there was just not enough human capital yes. to cater for the problem of mental health. How is it that somebody, for example, in the Isla Vista community, three to four months, even if they're paying out of pocket to be matched with a licensed therapist, wow. for three to four months, being, having to sit there with your thoughts, with your intrusive negative thoughts, mm. waiting to be able to find help, and you're not even sure if this help is going to be appropriate for you. Wow. Three to four months. I've had low times in my life, and I can imagine having three weeks of those, that mental terror that sometimes we do go through as humans. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So we really wanted to build something that people could use all the time. They wouldn't have to depend on this human capital, which is so scarce right now, and we should really leave for people that really need this crisis intervention. And being able to build, with the use of technology, machine-reliable mental health resources that get different individuals. Yeah. That's at least easily translatable in different languages with people you know that are able to communicate those different feelings and emotions in their mother tongue without necessarily being labeled with any type of mental health issues because if you also look at mental health right now you don't get access to a lot of mental health resources until you're labeled so a lot of those resources are in a way gate kept from those practitioners until you reach them for you to be able to get access to them Wow. And that's something we also wanted to redefine in the industry, making sure that everybody gets access to those different resources to help them communicate the, their different feelings and emotions so they don't reach crisis intervention. Yeah. Wow. I am so proud of you because there's so many people that need this mm -hmm. help. There's so many people that can't afford it. There's so many people that can't communicate. There's so many people. Everyone needs this. Exactly. And it should be feasible and applicable to everyone in their native tongue. Like, you're changing the world. Like, this is life-changing. And it's helping humanity, like humankind. We all need this. Everyone. We truly do. Yeah. I'm so fucking proud of you. So, I'm so proud of yeah, you. Yeah, but so now we're mind-easy. <laughs> we're mind-easying it. And she's here right now in L.A., and they're in this dope incubator called Techstars. Yes. And they're building. Where are you guys right now in the startup of MindEasy? I'm going to bring the team, and you guys are going to meet the team shortly. 
and uh, they're beautiful. They're awesome. Just w one second, I want to, where's the tech stars and where are you guys at right now? So we're very fortunate. We have supported huge corporations like EA Games, Athlete Tech Group, Paragon Consulting. We have over 20,000 end users in over 17 different countries. And we've created content in over 16 different languages. So we're really working to be able to create, to redefine mental health mm. on a global level. Wow. Did you ever think this beautiful little Lebanese girl would be doing that? I'm so proud of her. Aren't you? I'm, so I'm proud fucking of proud of her. her. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so incredible because... I just think, wow, when you look at your younger self, I have tissue, wait, I always have tissue on guard. And when I look, when we look back at ourselves and see what you're building now, do you know how many young girls you're going to be able to impact from your hometown you're right. that are dealing with war now in these fucking buildings? Like, it, I can't even wrap my head around war and being in war. I've never experienced it. So I already have so much empathy for you and people from your country. But you're going to change their lives and they will have a space now to go. Do you ever think about that? Like really, Alex, you, you're so right. Yeah, you're going to help so many people. And it's such a gift. It's, it's beautiful. I'm really freaking proud of you. I love you. Yeah, I love you more. I love you more. I love you more. I want to bring on your team. Let's do it. So... Look at this beautiful team. This right here is Mind Easy. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And I want you guys to just see what the faces are of these life-changing companies. I'm Dahlia. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Mind Easy. I'm studying Multicultural Psychotherapy, my PhD, and just really passionate about making equitable mental health care accessible everywhere. Dahlia was the one that told mm. Alec this is sisterhood mm. like without this you wouldn't have been in that space to be like oh wow 100%. so thank you for doing that for her I am so grateful that this is an opportunity to make impact as a therapist I've never seen that I've never known mm. technology and business is a way to do that mm. and it's just beautiful I'm so grateful this yeah yeah, I'm sorry. Our little personal thing. therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And she is still in school. So yes. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> thank You're you. You're still in school. You. You're crushing it. Just look at her. And then she has this dope team. Bring <laughs> I, it in, baby. I'm Akanksha. I'm the chief technology officer and co-founder at MindEasy. I study computer science and cognitive science from the University of Toronto. So really, like Alex mentioned, really cool interdisciplinary field. I really like using technology for really humanity and doing good things in the world. And when we were all struggling with our mental health, we realized there's nothing really for us in, me in the mental health space. So we're like, damn, we don't see a solution. So we're going to build our own solution. Let's do this, <laughs> hey. And I'm so proud of each and every one of you. And of you guys coming together, when I see women come together, I'm like, fuck yeah. Because I know something magical is gonna happen from that. And I do believe that I feel truly in my soul that we are all sisters we really are yes and when we come together nothing else can compare to the power of women and i say this with love because i love a man <laughs> i love you guys but there's something special when we come together 100%. and as you can see these are the faces of mind easy yeah. these are the faces that are changing the world that's giving mental health the voice 
that need that it needs to be heard to, to, to all cultures to all realms to all businesses around the world like this shit is global for real like, yeah, it's not it's not basic it's global and it's you you three are changing the world Thank you. and i'm so proud of each and every one of you and i encourage you to keep going and i'm always here for you honestly recap. Later on in the season, and to see I cannot wait. Yes, <laughs> to see where you guys are, the impact you're making, the growth of all of you guys together. We're so excited. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you. I appreciate you guys us. for coming and supporting us and supporting. It's beautiful. I hope all of you listening, like you're seeing this, you're seeing what we look like, where we're from, how the importance of coming together as women, the power you can create by asking for help, for going out one night. To saying to a friend, hey, I need help, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. Look what it, it's created. It's created a company that's changing the world. <laughs> it's created love. It's created sisterhood. It's created magic. Hi. What you're doing is magic. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing our story you. and really making a voice for mental health in yes. all yeah. of its different forms. Yes, always and forever. Mind easy, baby. <laughs> so you just met the beautiful team of Mineasy. They're intelligent, they're brave, they're courageous, they're us. They are you. We are each other. I am so proud of you. I'm so thankful for you. I thank you for having the courage to leave your hometown. I am your country. To leave your mom. To have the bravery to understand that yeah there's still war going on but I have to do this for myself as a woman to find the resilience in yourself I am proud and I cannot wait to see where this world takes you she's you're so young and I don't I've never really loved the term of age I don't really think age is a thing but to see you at this space at such a beautiful time of your life you're just this beautiful like flower that's blooming but like I see the bloom like I see the bloom from big sister to little sister, so keep going. So as I asked before, what would you have told that Lebanon girl if you're looking at young Alex, to all these women from Lebanon that are on the show right now listening and watching, what would you tell this beautiful, smart mathematically kick-ass <laughs> woman from Lebanon. What would you tell her? This is so hard. I know, but it's okay. Take your time. To definitely keep going. Yes. To, even when it's hard, it's, it just, it will get better. It always gets better. Understanding that thoughts are extremely momentary. It all fades with time. To find this little spark to, to keep on, and keep on executing and moving forward. Yes. That's so beautiful. So for all of you women, to every woman, I hope you take in this valuable information that she just shared with you because she is living proof of never quitting, of keeping going, to finding that spark, even when you are down. 
you have to reach out, ask for help, and find that spark again because feelings are temporary. Feelings are temporary. But sometimes when they're so hard and heavy, they can feel like they last forever. Exactly. But they don't. Exactly. And you are living proof. And from this, you've created this incredible company, MindEasy. So I hope that every day that you value this Lebanese culture, I didn't know it was so deep and so rich. It's so beautiful. I'm actually excited to meet like your yes. family and like your friends. Yeah. But I'm gonna, I hope everybody received the value of life. It's tender. It's so sweet. We should value it every minute. 100%, yes. 100%. Every moment. Exactly. You never know what you know the next day can bring. And you always have to find the spark and rely on it and find the joy in the little things yes. and just keep going from yes. there. Find the spark and keep going. MindEasy is an incredible startup. Where can they find MindEasy? How can people reach out to you? Yeah, for sure. So you can go on our website. It's www.mind-easy.com. And there we are, beautiful people. This is Alex. Thank you so much for coming on to Grow With Goddess. I love you so much. Oh, you are Thank literally, you. you're welcome. You're the epitome of, you are the epitome of who we are here. Sisterhood, friendship, honesty, vulnerability. And I want this to be a safe space where we feel less alone and what you're doing and who you are. This episode has definitely done that, so thank you. And this means a lot coming from my big sister. Thank you. I love you. I love you so much. So girl, I just want you to know that we got this. We got this. <laughs> We're good. I love it. I love you. I love you. That was good. <laughs>